Hello. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. Yes. And today's episode... We are talking about uh, Barbed by Your Heart by Tess Sharp. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I how am. are you? I'm doing pretty well, Katie. How are you? Okay. Yeah. I have another funeral to go to tomorrow. Stop yeah. it. Uh, so... Who, yeah. who, who, it's who um, my uncle, but he's my, my aunt's husband. Oh, Lord. Um, kind of sucks, but he's been really sick. So it's kind of a blessing. A release. Kind of. Yeah. A release. Yeah. yeah. Um, sad. It's obviously sad. Yeah. But my cousin, his daughter, is the one that really got me into adult books. Ooh. So, I, Holly, I love you. So that's kind of dearly. a little like thing to remember, you know, like, yeah. I love you, Holly. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Um, so this week is uh, birthday week for me in my that house. That is. <laughs> sure is. My daughter is going to be, as we are recording this, my daughter is going to be 10 tomorrow. And on Saturday, which is five days from now, my son is about is going to be 12. So it's, yeah, it's. And I'm all over and done with. Over and done with. It's an expensive week. We like eat out every single day, basically. Um, but it's it's good that it's like immediately in the in the beginning of the year and then it's done and, and we don't have done. to worry yep. about it ever again yep. so, so where are you going for dinner tomorrow for sophie's birthday so actually we're doing we're making tacos at home tomorrow night okay. um we so we always do like a joint birthday thing for their dinners and they love 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 hibachi so oh that's on fun. saturday night we'll go and get hibachi um and even though it's aiden's birthday it's their birthday celebration combination so, yeah where are yeah. you gonna go? Just out of curiosity. Um, Hanzo's. It's in. Is like... that the by the Michael's Plaza? Yes. In the Michael's in the, Plaza. In the Shoprite okay. Plaza. Yeah. So the times that we've gone to Disney, one of the times, like one of the last times, we ate at the Hibachi in Epcot. Yeah. And my kids are obsessed with it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's Hibachi near us, and they don't, they haven't experienced it other than in Epcot. It's so, so awesome. I, I think their mind will be blown, and you know, someday I'll actually take them. Well, there. I one <laughs> so million. So you're drive there all the time. Drive right, past exactly. It all the time. You drive by. You're not that far from it. Yeah. Um, I one million percent recommend Hanzo because they are fantastic there. It's like a brand new restaurant. You know, it's only yeah. like two years old at yep. this point or whatever. And um, all the chefs are fantastic there, and they always put on a good show. So I cool. love it. Yeah. And literally, this is the only time of year. This is the only time we ever go to Hibachi is for the birthday. For the birthday. That's it. Do they get to bring friends? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we might, my sister might come with us. Um, you know, we're, we're getting together with a couple family members on Saturday afternoon, um, down at the brewery. So it's possible that some more people might join on with us, but, um, for, for now it's just going to be us and four. just the four nice. of us. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yay. Can't happy wait. Happy birthday, Sophie. Happy birthday, Aiden. Yay. Thank you. Um, so what's going on otherwise, Katie, are you reading any books or... Other than um, podcast books or what? So we had a wedding this past weekend in yes. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Which also is... a big football weekend for the Willie family, yeah. by the way, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, go Packers. <laughs> Luke said he was going to burn all of his Packers stuff that he's owned for the last 40 years of his life, which is hilarious. But then he realized that that was a little bit of a rash reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, so I got all excited because I always get excited for car rides. Yep. And it's a five-hour car ride from Damn. here down to the Pen- yeah. wow. Um. So I packed my barbed wire heart that yeah. I was kind of skimming through, and then I packed another book, and I got all excited that I was going to read it. And then I realized that I am the mom in the car ride, which means I don't get to do shit for myself, like read a book, because my kids are needy as all get out. Yeah. And 
there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I am not reading anything else. Oh, bummer. Um, I had full intentions of starting the John Grisham book. I don't even know what it's called. It's the newest one. My oh. dad lent it to me. Okay. I'm not, I don't know that I've ever even read a John Grisham book before, which is super weird really? in the situation that I love that genre of books. Yeah. yeah I've never read a John Grisham they're, book before. So they're very, they are very lawyer-y. Yep. Um, which I thought I would have been more annoyed by, but I kind of really like it. And it's I always not, like that. It's not too much like um, technical lawyer speak that it's, it's right. burdensome, but right. okay. I, I, I like them. They're usually very good reads. Every now and then there's one that you're like, eh, could have done without reading that. But right. for the most part, I, I, they're very enjoyable. They're enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I'll have to, at some point I'll pick up one and maybe with you giving me like a, a recommendation on which one to start with yeah. or something, you know? Absolutely. Like, are they series at all or? Um, there's some of the same characters occasionally, gotcha. but it's not something that you have to read you have in to order. Read in order. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like that. How about you? Reading anything? Katie, <laughs> did you did you happen to make a list of all the books that you've read? I've read since we've last talked about your books. Since we've last talked about books that I'm reading, I've read a bunch, um, and I just like wrote them down to like to talk about quickly. Not obviously talk about the books in any sense of the word, but um, you know, give my recommendation or whatever um i read night bitch by rachel yoder which you've already read you recommended i just want to me. know your quick version of what you thought of that one super fucking weird yeah huh? super fucking weird i thoroughly enjoyed it but a lot of the times i was like what the hell am i reading what am i reading this is <laughs> did you weird as read, shit did you ever read any of the chuck Palniak books yes um like lullaby? choke lullaby yeah i think i read lullaby that was that that tickled my same vein of those like what the fuck am i reading yes when i yeah, was reading that yeah, yeah. It, it always reminds me that i i really enjoyed that book and i would like to read more of his and it's just like i just have never yeah. picked up another one yep. um it was it, super enjoyable i liked it but again what the fuck um Second, I read Friends Like These by Kimberly McCray. I really, I don't know if you've ever read anything by her. No. I want to say she was the one who did um, Reconstructing Amelia, I think it's called. And that was a while ago. But again, cr- crime book, you know, mystery book. Um, super, super good. Um, the Favorite Daughter by uh, Kyra Ruda. Party Crasher by Sophie Kinsella, one of my favorites. Um, and as you know, Katie, how much I love Sophie Kinsella, this was just as fun as any other book that she's ever and i adore her is it still shopaholic it's not it's not it's not a shopaholic book it's a standalone book but um you almost every character that she has has kind of like um becky bloomwood kind of like running in her veins a little bit you know and i just i just love them so much she's so funny i don't know how the hell she comes up with these situations to put these these characters (laughs) through but i love it um and what's what's cool about it is that it always seems new even though i feel like you know, it yeah. seems kind of similar, but it always feels new. Um, Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. Alice Feeney, fucking phenomenal author. Like, if you haven't read any of her books, uh, His and Hers is great. Um, uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors was fun. There's another one that I, I uh, Sometimes I Lie, that was a good book. Um, a lot of unreliable narrator situations in her books. Okay. Which, like Girl on the Train? Yes. Okay. Yes, basically. Um, and then The Disappearing Act by Catherine Steadman. Um, also a good, a good mystery book. So a lot of mysteries in there. Um, actually almost every single one of them was mysteries except Party Crasher, but yeah. And so, and Night Bitch. And Night Bitch. Yeah. I mean, Night Bitch was kind of mysterious in a way. Like why the fuck was she turning into a dog? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, so that's been my couple of weeks. What did I start recently? 
Um, I just started the Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle today, like at, on my that lunch sounds break. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it's it's somewhat new. It definitely seems like it's going to be like mystery. I don't know thriller if thriller is the right word for it, but um, we'll see. I'm like two chapters in. I haven't formed an opinion on it so far, but we'll see. Cool. But other than that, what else you got? That's my reading journey. I don't know, Katie. I think we're ready to jump into the prologue. What do you think? I think so. All right, let's do it. The prologue. So, Katie, we read Barbed by Our Heart by Tess Sharp. Yes. Um, this book was published on my birthday in 2018. This is the second one, right? That this, was on your b- well, birthday? Yeah, because I think um, In the Woods was March 5th. Oh, okay. But, so okay. this one was March Close. 6th, 2018, right. which would, would have been my 34th birthday, I think. And uh, I don't know, I, again, I don't know why we always do this. I have no idea if this is a New York Times bestseller or not. Um, it doesn't say it on the on the cover or anything, so I guess not. It seems like one of those books that probably wasn't very well I feel like it flew under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely flew under the for for sure. Um, Shall I read you the synopsis? Yes, of course you should. All right. So Harley McKenna is the only child of North Country's biggest criminal. Duke McKenna's run more guns, cooked more meth, and killed more men than anyone around. Harley's been working for him since she was 16, dreading the day he'd deem her ready to rule the rural drug empire he's built. Her time's run out. The Springfields, her family's biggest rivals, are moving in, and they're coming for Duke's only weak spot, his daughter. Duke's raised her to be deadly. He never counted on her being disloyal. But if Harley wants to survive and protect the people she loves, she's got to take out Duke's operation and the Springfields. Blowing up meth labs is dangerous business, and getting caught will be the end of her. But Harley has one advantage. She is her father's daughter, and McKenna's always win. Ooh, Ooh I like that synopsis. Um, of course, we have a cocktail. We right? do. Clink, clink. Ah! It is called uh, the barbed wire. The I barbed think, right? wire heart. I was gonna say meet me in the woods, but no, that was the last one. Um, this is vodka, Chambord, sweet vermouth, and a little splash of Jaeger, and then we 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 dabbled in a little bit of lemon juice as our lemon twist garnish. So, um, so cheers, cheers, Katie. Let's try this. Guy. Let's try this out. I'm scared. We're gonna fall over. Whew, that's a lot of alcohol. It is. Yeah, that's all. That's all alcohol right there. That's going to be a tough one to get down, but uh <laughs> But you know what? It's tasty in the it's straight alcohol side of things. Towards towards the end of this podcast, Katie and I might be, be slurring. slurring just a little yeah. bit, so we'll see how yeah. that goes. But um uh let's talk about the book, Katie. Yes, so, we're going right to jump into the story. The story. The the story. story. So you first, what did you think of this? Because I already read it. Yes, you had read it previously, um, and you're the one who brought this book into the podcast yes. realm. So I read this on, this was one of the books that I read during my Christmas two-week vacation there, um, and I read it fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um there were parts when I was like, I don't know if this is a book that I'm going to enjoy, but then it started kind of kicking in and I was like, okay, this is kind of, this is pretty feminist. I'm super into that part of it. Um, I love a girl in charge and, you know, like kicking the ass 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 of all the men involved. So that was totally, I was totally on board with that. Um, So all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Yay, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like it, it lingered with me after I finished it the first yeah. time. Yeah. And, I, and the fact that it was a dollar store find from a friend, I think that bumped it up in my mind. Like yeah. if it was a, if I spent like $28 on a hardcover version of this, I might have been 
a little bit more critical of it, but I think that I, I very much liked it. I liked her. I liked her attitude. I liked the fact that she was smart and she knew what she was doing and she had a plan and then yes. she executed it. Yes. And I like that we are learning the plan as we go. It's not like we, you know, she she lays out her plan for us, you know, immediately. It's literally, okay, we think this girl is just doing her father's bidding and then we find out, oh shit, she's, she's about to destroy it up. all up. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to destroy it all um because she wants to be a better person and yeah. wants the town to be better off and safer. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I did. I love. I loved that aspect of the story for sure. I like the way the whole book was formatted with, I, the, with the going back and yes, forth. Yes, I love the whole. When I when I was ten, this is the first yep. time I saw this. Yep. I was seventeen uh, the first time I killed a man or yes, whatever. Yeah. Yes, or hit a body. I think it was. Yep. I think when she was seventeen, she, she helped somebody hit a, hit a body. Yeah. Yes, um, I loved that aspect as well. Like I just, I love the the going back and forth between and especially when it's done well yes which i think this one was because it it, it led right into the next chapter yes. of what she was doing in her exactly plot and exactly who she was going to interact why with. she did it this way because yep. this is what happened you know whatever um i thought that was a really enjoyable way for her to put the book together i really liked it so yeah <laughs> mm. Sorry, taking another sip of this ridiculously strong cocktail. <laughs> uh, it's pretty tasty. It's it's growing on me. It's growing on me a little bit more. But so was hair. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, the there's so many interesting characters. Yeah, like absolutely. she's obviously Harley's the main one, and and her and her dog busy. And I love I loved loved. The story of her getting the dog. I know. As much as I hated that story. Yes, yeah. I am so glad that she got this dog, and this dog is fiercely loyal to her and trained to protect her as all get out. Can we talk about how fucking old this dog must be at this point, though? Not that old. Well, didn't... So she got the dog when she was nine, right? And she's only, like, 22 or 23. I think I think 23. I think 23. Okay. Possibly 24. I mean, that's, okay. a, that's a pretty old dog. 14? And I, is it a husky dog? No, um, it's a pit bull. It's a pit bull. Okay. I mean, 14 is old for a dog. Yeah. It is. It's very old. So I'm going to think about it. I I don't know. In my head, I think that all creatures should live to 20. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I got you there. And I mean, cats cats typically do or, you know, close to that. But dogs are especially bigger dogs. But I don't think pit bulls aren't. They're not that big. They're not super huge. But they're also, I don't think... Pit bulls, I don't think, would have a very long lifespan, but yeah. I, I'm not positive. And, like, especially one that's brought up in this situation where yeah. she's literally, like, Harley's protector. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you would think that people around Harley would start noticing, okay, we take out this dog, we can get to, we can Harley, get to Harley pretty yeah. easily, you yep. know? So, I don't know. I, I did. I love their relationship with the dog. The dog obviously was trained incredibly well. Um, she definitely could have been a killer, could have killed yeah. some people, you know. Um, Probably but should have. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but that was a cute part of the story. Um, obviously, you know, it's me and you. So, of course, we love the love story aspect of it, too. With, right. With, with Will. With Will, who I can only assume was super hot. I don't know. <laughs> And he was native, right? He is Native American. Am I wrong about that? Is that um, I, I know he has dark skin. I don't know if it was. He's not white. They they right. definitely mention 
he looks like a different he's not and i think a couple of times if i'm not mistaken they mention reservation and like where okay so i'm pretty sure he's native um and uh i don't know i loved i loved their back and forth i was super glad when he re-entered the story because i was like oh we hear so much about this kid who she's in love with and it's clear that this is like a real love and not like a kid love thing i Mm -hmm. hope that we see more of him and when he does come back in the story it's Excellent. They had the most horrific first meeting bonding experience of yes. seeing your moms both blow up. Like what? what she was fuck? eight and he was ten or something like yeah, that. Something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a couple years older than her. Um, and then Duke takes him in, basically as his own. Mm-hmm. Um, takes care of him and whatever. So so him, Will and Harley. Grow, basically grow up grow together up. from yeah, the time she's kind of like siblings, which it's like borderline, but it's not because. Yeah, I mean, it's you're not blood related. Right. And just because you grow up together doesn't mean you are brother and sister. True. You know, yeah. sure. He says, you know, Duke considers Will his kid. Yeah. But in that sense, that's literally just Duke claiming ownership over something, which is what he always does. Yes. He did it with Harley even. Um and we can talk about the twist with Harley and her parentship, yeah. at, you know, a little bit later. But um, I wanted to tell you what I was thinking of when I when I started to read this book. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Winter's Bone. Nope. So it's a this is the movie that launched Jennifer Lawrence's career. OK. Um, I want to say she was like 17 when she was in this movie. Um. And it was her first Oscar nomination. It's the reason why she's Katniss Everdeen. Okay. Um, it's about an um, like a, a poor family. So it's a little different because you know this is the yes. McKenna's are very rich yep. family and um, run in the show. Yes, and in Winter's Bone, they're a poor family. They live in the Ozarks in Missouri. You know, App- Appalachia area, whatever. Um, and. Uh, her her father is missing and he's a, a meth cook. So every time I pictured Harley, I was picturing Jennifer Lawrence okay. only because for because that you reason. Have that, yeah. Yes. And what's funny about it is I was doing like a little research on it and somebody else had had the Winter's Bone connection too. Okay. And I was like, okay, like I you're felt not, like you're not crazy. <laughs> I thought I might be a little crazy because obviously it's two completely different things. Like, you know, um, Harley is a story of her trying to get out of whatever. In that sense, like Jennifer Lawrence is also trying to get out from under her father's shadow of the, the criminal that he is and whatever. But it's different because she's poor and just trying not to. running it. Yep. Yes. And just trying to save herself and, you know, whatever. Um, but. I do recommend that movie. It's fantastic. It's so good. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is phenomenal in it. And she is who I was picturing for, as for Harley. As Harley. Yes. I like it. Yeah. We've yeah. already talked about how much we love her. Yes, exactly. We have, as as a matter of fact. Um, yeah. And the whole time I was I was reading it, when I finally figured out where it took place. California. Um, it's California. Which. But Northern California. Yes. Which is super, can be super desolate. Yes. I'm going to say I, when I first read it, thought it was like Missouri, basically, like you said. And that's why I got Winter's Bone. And I know that I knew that it was California at the end of that. And when I started reading it again, at some point they said something about California again. And I was like, shit, that's right. It's California. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was definitely one of those things that I, the whole time I I was like, this can't, this has got to be like Appalachian area, just like I'm thinking Winter's Bone is. And then I was like, where does this take place? And then something came up that said 
Shasta County or whatever. And so I looked up Shasta County and the first thing that popped up was Northern California, like, you know, uh, around like Sacramento area. I think it's even a little further north than Sacramento area, Petaluma and whatever. Um, But uh, it's so funny because when you think of California, you're thinking of like the big city, Los Angeles, Hot San Francisco, yep. like all that stuff. But no, this takes place in mountain towns, you know. Um, so it just, I, I just, I thought that was funny that it didn't feel like California, right? I, I and another thing, like, have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? Nope. Katie, I need. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Like, I like, I need you to watch as much TV as I watch too. <laughs> Right. Um, Sons of Anarchy actually takes place in in uh, the mountain towns in in California too. So I was okay. also getting a lot right. of that. Like they're Sons of Anarchy. They're a motorcycle club. They run drugs. They run guns and all this stuff. So again, I got a lot of yeah, definitely. Because like the well. guys that work at the bar typically are they yep. definitely come across as biker guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I do want to make sure that we talk about for Duke is the the tough love that she, he gave to her. Yes. And and doing things like putting her in the trunk and kidnapping her to see her get out of the trunk. Yes. Just to teach her and yes. and her being so spitting mad that she's going to walk away and just walk away from him. Yeah. Um I feel like it made her who she is. Mm-hmm. But also what a dick. Yeah. He's a horrible horrible father. Yeah. And I mean, we can talk about, again, like the reasons behind that. I mean, he obviously was a very proud man. Like he had this empire and he didn't want to lose it for for any reason. And towards the end of the book, we under we find out that Duke is not actually her father. Yeah. Her biological father is Duke's enemy like, lifetime rival lifetime rival the other field mccoys the, yes exactly but the, in this case it's the mckenna in the spring the yeah. mckenna's in the springfields um and that was an, a like a physical shock to me when was it it was i was like <laughs> n- did not see that coming in any in any sense um there unless i maybe it would be one of those things if i reread it it would there would be something that stood no, out to me. No, because I, even knowing it, I was, when I was re-skimming it or rereading it, I, I was expecting to see something mm-hmm. and nothing was... Nothing was there. Nothing. There's no big flag. I, personally, I think or the, little flag. the biggest flag to me is Carl's obsession with her. Yes. Like... And the fact that he doesn't ever try to rape her. He doesn't ever try to actually kill her. Yes. Like, he threatens it. Right. He touches her in creepy ways, but he doesn't... Yes. Like he easily could have at right. any point in time. Right. And he's never like actually physically hurt her other than, you know, I emotionally, mean, emotionally and, and yes. raising his dick boys. Yes. Oh, my God. They were the they were the worst. I actually started to like the one, though. Bennett. Yeah. Is it Bennett? It, yeah. It's not Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Bennett. is the shitty, the really yeah, Bennett's shitty one. Bennett's the one that likes Jessa. Yes. Yeah, fell in love with Jessa. And so that was, I'm like, I don't know. That's a sick part, sick thing about me. Like, when I, when I see a guy has, the, like, the capability to love some, somebody else, I'm like, oh, maybe he's not so he's, bad yeah. after all. <laughs> Even though he broke her fucking nose, yeah. you know? like Yeah, but that was when he was little, and he was just trying to do what his dad wanted, would want him to do. Well, Okay, so let's go back for a second because Bennett and Bobby aren't Carl's kids. He's their nephews. nephews. Yeah, sorry. So sorry. the reason why Bennett and Bobby hate the McKennas so much is because Duke, Duke killed, killed their father, their father trying, to, trying find, to get to yes. Carl and find Carl. Yeah. 
Um, that was after her mother. But I also feel like up. Carl steps right in to kind of take over the father role of them. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. And that's and that's like one of those things that like these big crime families like. I mean, even in like Close. the mafia, yeah. like you know, it's always a family. You're never like outside of the family. You're not, you know, whatever. If you're part of the family, you are part of the family. Are you in one? Yes, I am. <laughs> Don't tell anybody though, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, delete this part. Yeah, right. Please. Um, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, but I saw just going back to like my son. I saw a lot of um parallels between uh Harley and the the main character in Sons of Anarchy and I just want you to watch Sons of Anarchy <laughs> so badly because this is another guy so Jax Teller is the main character in Sons of Anarchy he's the son of um the main guy in this uh motorcycle gang and he's trying to get out from under his father's thumb he's trying to make the town a little bit better by not running guns anymore not being part of drugs anymore and like he spectacularly fails at it Time and time again, whereas Harley, because she's a woman, <laughs> got that shit right the first time she was exactly. trying to do it, knocks it out of the park. The she first covers time. that's part of her plan that is so impressive to me is that she literally covers all the bases. As far as you know, Duke's dying, she's got his cell phone, and yep. then she only responds when it's convenient yes. to her plan. And she knows the and code, it, and she knows the codes, yep. and she can she can play it so that she is him to the point in time like. It's not even a little slip up. Like, I think the only one slip up she had is Will pointed out to her that she got beat up, but she didn't have bloody knuckles because she didn't fight back. So, like, that little thing, I think, is one of the only flaws. And Will was there to point it out. Yes. But overall, she nailed it. Yes. And each time it was like you saw how deep her her whole plan goes. Like, she must have been planning this for such a long time Mm -hmm. to get every single to know when to do each portion part of, it. Yep. of this like she had to have been doing reconnaissance for a long time there's a lot of times where she says I, it's not going to give me enough time to do this but i have to keep going and yeah and she had certain times where she had to be at certain places in order to be where she should be right exactly exactly and she still had to keep up appearances for the people who worked under her father and because her father was he's dying but She's telling them that he disappeared yeah, to Mexico. Me- Mexico, which is something he does often um, to try to keep up appearances on what's going on in the background. So because she knows if they know that he's dying, they're going there's going to be a power struggle. Yeah. And they're going to try to oust her yes, from taking over because they don't want a woman in charge. Right. And especially such a young one. What about like the parallels between Will's physical abuse and Harley's mental abuse. Like, Will, like, I just, I loved that they could kind of come together and bond in that way because, like, Harley is constantly, constantly mentally abused by her father. Yes. Um, And Will, we learn, like, halfway through the book. I think I, I think the first time I read it, that brought me to tears. Oh, same, same, like, absolutely. tears. I think that my jaw actually dropped and I, like, audibly gasped. The fact that his mom was so strung out that she didn't even realize it was happening. Mm-hmm. She couldn't see it. Whether she could actually see it or not, she didn't see it. Right. She didn't do anything about it. And it just, it was heartbreaking. Yes, it was. And when we find out, it's because they walk into a gas station and... The perpetrator, the main is perpetrator, there. is 
there, a gas a gas station attendant. And they recognize each other. And then Will tells Harley. I just, it just is so such a skeezy feeling. Yes. Like, I just, ugh, I can yeah. almost see the guy with, like, rotted teeth, like, licking his lips, looking at him. And I'm like, what, what? That just gave me the worst image. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I like pictured. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Sorry. Um, and then in, is it the next chapter when they talk, when she basically, like, plots this murder of this guy? Yeah, she tells Duke. Yes. Well, what happens is she's doing recon on this man and Duke catches her, jumps in the truck with her. So then she has to tell him what goes on. And then, oh, no, she doesn't even tell him until they're in the house with this man. And why why she's there. Exactly. Yes. And and he flips the fuck out. And that's when he's like. You touched my boy or my kid. Like, so right. That's so that's where really, it stands out yeah. that he's definitely raising yes. him. Yeah. How old was she in that chapter? Do you remember? I, so. Like 18 when she gets a man killed or something like I that? I think so. I think 18. I think 18 because 17 is when she helped her friend, her friend in quote. That was Brooke, quote right? marks. Yes. Brooke and uh, Man- Mandy? Is Mandy her name? I think that sounds right. She's a past- the pastor's kid. Yeah. And. I she's getting yeah yes, raped. She's she was getting she was getting assaulted by her boyfriend or date, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and it's a boy who physically assaulted Brooke previously, and Harley had caught that, and she threatened him. Trip, I think his name was. Yeah, yep, yep. The worst name ever. Like you just know that guy's a piece of shit. Just <laughs> such a douchey football player. With I don't even know if he's a football player. He's a douchey football player. I just kept picturing. Have you ever? <laughs> I know you're just going to say no because here's when I'm going to jump in. Have you ever seen? And you're just going to say no. But have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? I have. Oh, my God. You saw one. Okay. So, like, I I just kept picturing, like, so Jerry McConnell is in Jerry O'Connell? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry McConnell. Like, I'm talking, like, Mitch McConnell or something. Jerry O'Connell is in this movie, and he's, like, this older college dude, and he's coming to this high school graduation party. And his name is Trip McNeely. And, and that's all your picture? Yeah, that's all your picture. Like, it's this fucking asshole whose name is Trip. And you're like, I hate this guy. I don't care, you know, what his personality is. Apologies to shitty. all males that are listening to this name, Trip. We know you're not all douchey. I really hope none of you are named Trip. I'm just going to say that right out. I just feel like if that's your name, you're automatically going to be a dick. Feel <laughs> you're free, predisposed. Feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> comment on our shit let us know (laughs) let us know that you're not a shitty trip anyway um yeah so bad name for lsd (laughs) i think the alcohol is kicking in just a little bit katie i don't know about that Mm. um so yeah i i mean i didn't i told you katie i didn't really take a whole lot of notes on this book so like i I. just thought like we could probably just have an open conversation about I love the whole side of the story about the rubies and the hotel. And I also, so the one thing I do want to say about it, and I think I flagged one page right at the beginning when they were talking about the rubies. Um, Yep. So it says, come on, I've got a cottage all ready for you two. And I, when they were first bringing, uh, I don't remember, Sarah, maybe Mm -hmm. at the, at the beginning. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, so I I flagged it because the reading through it this time I was like for whatever reason in my mind this hotel just and this is going to sound ridiculous um 
the motel in the movie Cars because, see, these are the movies I watch. (laughs) I've seen Cars. (laughs) (laughs) With all the traffic cones that is the motel. I was picturing that and then I'm like oh I gotta make sure I say that so that I flag the part where it says I've got a cottage all ready for you and I wanted to make sure I talked about it and then literally the next page it says mama parent, mama's parents own the ruby 40 A-frame cottages near the river all painted bright red and I'm like well that's why I was thinking that because yes. I just picture a bunch of traffic cones where people are living right oh my gosh that's hilarious but they're also the rubies yeah. so I, it's red and I love the the imagery of that yes. and yeah I don't know that kind of like reminded me of um so my my mom's family they grew up in in a little town um in the Adirondacks called Long Lake and one of my mom's aunts and and their cut like cousins they own like a group of cottages in the Adirondacks that you know you can go and stay and that's what I was kind of picturing okay. like I mean because again this is like a little mountain town you know what I mean so it's probably pretty similar to that yeah but um I loved that aspect of her character because you're you're seeing like she's a very complicated person. She's she's got she's this like an onion with a lot of layers. Yes, exactly. That's from Shrek. <laughs> Another movie reference that Katie could understand. Um she's she's got this side of her that you're like okay, I can tell that she's a good person, but she definitely has done bad things yes. and awful things and but at the same time, a lot of it has been in retaliation of something else. Blood, Almost, for, blood for blood. Exactly. Almost, And, and sh- that's what she was taught. Ingrained into her. Yes. From a ridiculously young age. Like, she first sees her father kill somebody when she's eight years old. She wasn't meant to see it, but she did see it. And that's when he realizes, okay, I'm going to bring her into this and I can teach I her to. what yeah. I know, you know. I have a feeling he was planning on it all along and just her seeing it forced his hand oh sure sure he probably was gonna wait until she was a little bit older i mean shit eight years old is it's young going through the second reading of this i part of me wanted to read only every other chapter and read the current story and then i also would like to go back and read the alternating history chapters but in the order of how she actually grew right. up yeah so not in the story so version you have to of skip it. around a little bit yeah yeah and figure out like which which order to read them in because i think it would be an interesting story to read it the progression of because yes. I, I i have to assume that tess sharp had some kind of outline as to how old she wanted her to do all these things and oh, see definitely. them all yeah. and, and see it all listed out yes. and i think that would I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to read it that way, too. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's not like a super long book, so you could easily go through and say, okay, I need to read chapter eight first, then chapter 12, you know, like whatever. So, um, I mean, that's how people do, that's how everybody are random, like, nerds, and I'm one of them, like, figure out how, like, timelines and, like, superhero movies come about. You know, they like, oh, this one took place in this year, so we're going to watch it here, and then this one that actually came out later but took place here, we're going to watch it here. It's the same cut kind of concept yes so all of that yeah (laughs) so i have two quotes about how she was uh how her personality developed sort of um so at the beginning when she's talking about mo it's in chapter seven um she said my daddy may have taught me who i have to be to rule but mo is the woman who teaches me who i have to be to lead Mm -hmm. and i love that because mo was so influenced by her mother yes and and she didn't grow up having that mother um so being able to have a strong female other figure yes. i guess would it i was great for her um and yeah then, because she's surrounded by men otherwise yeah and then i'm not sure which chapter after jessa comes next to duke 
side by side, but not on the same side. And I wonder how long he'll allow this. How long until he decides to teach me another lesson? How long until he understands I've learned all I need to know? How long until he realizes the student has outgrown the master? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I wish that Duke was more mentally cognizant of what was happening and I, I wish that he was there to see what she did to and see, see his it empire fall blow up yes yeah and and I, that's the one thing i feel like would have made it slightly better but i think he did actually have to die for her to actually kick off her plan and make exactly. it all get going there i don't think that she would have survived had he been alive and like you said cognizant of what was going on because he just had every everybody in his pocket, and she knew the reason why she kicked her plan into overgear or overdrive was because she knew this is the only time I'm going to be able to do it because they, my father's minions, think that he's someplace else, and they know that when he goes down there, he's out of bounds, out. out of reach, yep. whatever. Um, so this is it. This is it for me. I have to do this now, or it doesn't ever get done. And... Um, I mean, it's like a, it's kind of like a, like a full circle story for her. You know, she gets to say goodbye to her father, who she hated and loved all at the same time, um, while also taking his empire down. And um, I don't know, it's just a cool way to end a story, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, re- I'm with you. I really do wish that he was Got aware of experience that. It, yeah. He was aware of that. Like, wow, giant. Fuck you, fingers. Yes. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, and part of me thinks that, like, even though he would have been super pissed and probably would have killed her, he would have been able to he would see have been why. Proud, and, yes, in a way. Yep, proud that she stood up and did what she wanted to do and yes. take over the way she wanted to take over. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It's part of like how he raised her. Just obviously, he's the one who mainly raised her. But you're right. She did have Mo as the mother figure, or whatever. But there must have been something in what he taught her to make her want to do some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like she didn't go to school, so she didn't learn how to think on her own. So right. that's all ingrained in her. Mm-hmm. And, and then the way that he taught her to be, he ingrained some of that in her. Yes. To always have, you know, keep your back to the wall. Always yes. sit in the room with your back to the wall. Like yes. when her and Will are in there with Miss Lissa, I think it's who she is yeah there was no real fleshing out of you know she she was reading a lot so she got a lot of knowledge from books and and the emotional wherewithal to to think well this isn't right like why the fuck are we doing all of this right and she's got the ruby side of things which is really just the the white side of the black side of meth and right it just kind of goes hand in hand i feel like um but you don't get a sense of why she got so so smart, really. Right. Like, I mean, she obviously got street smart from her father. Right. I think the the product of, like, like her being a well-rounded person was the other people who surrounded her. And even though a lot of those people were um, influenced also by her father, there were different aspects of them. Like, um, um, who's... Who's the guy that's kind of like another father figure for her? Was his name? Jake. Oh, you want Uncle Jake? Oh my God! We haven't even talked about we Uncle even Jake. Talked about Uncle Jake. That part, that stuff destroyed me. Like, so you're talking about Cooper? Sorry. I was thinking of Cooper, okay. but we'll go. We'll go to Jake. Yeah. Um, 
because he's definitely the most important man in her life other than other than will um like his death and how he died destroyed her and he tried to take her away from that life yeah the problem was he tried to do it without her consent right and if he maybe had just had a discussion with her yeah sat her down and said or waited like one more year exactly something exactly like she would have been she would have gotten there all on her own like yeah why the fuck am i still here if he just had waited a little bit longer and explained it otherwise like instead of just being the i know what's best you're gonna come with me because i'm telling you you need to come with me yes and i can't remember how old she was was that like when she was 12 about i want to say i remember yeah i can't remember either but that part was that part was tough for me because obviously you're reading it and you're like okay i know this you you know you know in that story at that time that jake is dead but you still don't know how he's died yet and she has mentioned that jake is dead because of her so the whole time I'm reading that chapter, I'm like, fuck. Yep. Is this how he dies? Because if 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 he dies, like, in front of her at her father's hands, like, I, I don't know how you come back from any you of don't. that. You don't. At all. No. But um, I loved his story. I loved him. I would I would love to see him like he he would be the kind of character that like if we ever saw this made into the movie I would be like oh I love him you know why because <laughs> he reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal I just feel like and that's probably solely because his name is Jake I know I love it when you do that every time every time we do she's like she's just gonna go with somebody whose name is the same Mike reminded me of Mike <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, that kind of the combination of him and like the side character of like uncle Jesse from full house. Like he's there and he's got everybody's best interest in heart, Yeah, but he's not strong enough to stand up for himself and right. do what he really thinks should be done because he's also under Duke's thumb. Right. Um, that, that whole, yeah. He's, I mean, I don't know that he's under Duke's thumb in the same way because I don't really understand what his job was in the family. He was a driver. Was he like muscle he was like a, in any a, way He was too? like a driver. Wasn't he running, running drugs? You're right. He was the, you're right. The trucking company. He had a trucking company, right? Okay, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yes, he was the yeah. So, so obviously he was a big part in that. He didn't obviously want to be a part of it, but right. if he wanted to be around his sister's daughter, yeah, he didn't have a choice, right? And Duke made that very clear. And when he took his daughter away, I I, I could not believe honestly that like just just knowing who this man is. I'm surprised that he allowed Harley to talk him out of physically killing him. Killing him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like there there are certainly other people in her life like Cooper. Um, he seemed like kind of like a maybe not a father figure because she did have a father, but just another guy who was kind of like looking out for her looking best out for interest. Her, even though maybe he... had more of her best interests than than Duke. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would think so. And I think that if she if she had he seemed like one of those characters that if she had come out and told him the full story and like this is what i want to do he might have been on board with it you know what i mean but people get people get addicted to the power that they have and the money that they're making when they have that power and like just just being able to scare people i mean people like that people like that and i don't know there there were a lot of uh i don't know there were a lot of um 
scary portions in this book where I was like, someone's going to die here. Yeah. Die here, you know, and uh, somebody's going to have blood. And there were there were a, there were quite a few deaths and some of them that made me really upset. But at the same time, they weren't they weren't all great people that right. died, you know, Cooper's boyfriend at one point, I feel Tro- like Troy. No. OK. Troy. Troy was Troy was what Sarah's husband, I think. OK. Yes. And he had twin twin babies yes. at home. Like that that destroyed me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a piece of shit criminal, like that But he's still a dad. He's still a, and he's a he human. He still needs to go home. He's a human and he has other aspects to him other than just that. Like yep. you know, I, the only person I felt like didn't have any redeeming qualities were were the people like Duke. I don't I didn't think Duke really had any redeeming qualities in my opinion. I mean, maybe he must have somewhere if he had raised Harley to be how she was. There must have been something, but I didn't see it in the story. Come through, um, Carl. No redeeming qualities no. about that man. No. I just it, he I, was worse. I actually pictured him a lot older than Duke for some reason, and I don't know if that was actually mentioned at all. But I think that in my mind, when that that I think that was part of the reason why the twist kind of threw me as much as it did is because I I felt like he was a good many years older right than duke and and harley's mom whose name i no longer recall in any way shape or form but neither genie the genie genie jenny genie Genie? okay i think it's genie i wish i could remember this and i hope i'm not sounding like an asshole when i say this is there any possibility that harley was the product of carl raping genie or were they together they were actually or maybe not actually together together but just they got together, but she was still she was with Duke. It's just yes. maybe she slept with she slept yeah. with him. Okay, because um, there was part of me that was just like, why? Why would she sleep right. with this awful? Horrible I think that's what that, man? It, like he just seemed gross, yes. like just dirty, greasy, yes. wife beatery, yes. stained. Yes. Like I am trying ugh. to think of who I was picturing when I was picturing him. There's somebody. There is it somebody named Carl. No, because I don't think I know anybody <laughs> named Carl. I can't even think of like an actor on the top of the top of my head named Carl. But like, I, 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 there definitely was some kind of picture in my head, and I just I wish that I could put a name to it right now. But um, we can yes. call him Carl, right? Exactly. Like, well, and I pictured I pictured him like in pot belly, yeah. pot belly, yes, like, like gray. the dirty jeans that are worn out in the pockets where his wallet's yep. supposed to be, yep. and just... dirty greasy hair. Yeah. I just I didn't. And even still, like, I mean, he's he's not like a poor guy. He's a, you know, he's a, a criminal. He's a drug he's runner a, on the other side. He's a drug runner yeah. on the other side. Yes. They they have their their imaginary divide of a boundary. River. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if there's there's anything like what else we have to talk about. I with... wrote down. I just want I made it. I wanted to make sure we talked about all the characters. And I think we we touched on, on all of we them. We touched right? on all of them. I think my who was your favorite character specifically? If. Um, not Harley, you mean? <laughs> I guess, I, I mean, you could probably choose Harley, but that would be the most obvious, you know, let's say for for the sake of our discussion, no, you can't choose Harley. I'm going to pick Mo. Okay. I like how dedicated she was to running it and to saving the girls and yeah. helping the families and, and the kids and and the fact that she was always there. Yeah. Like she, was a, she was a solid fixture when when people needed her to be a solid fixture yes. there. And you could tell she was a little, she was a little pissy not being part uh, she knew something was going on with harley and she was a little angry you could tell that she wasn't in on what was going on but she also trusted and she also understood why yes like you can't you can't know all the plan right exactly yeah and uh, and obviously when she was brought into it like you know i mean right 
still running the place and Harley took, you know, whatever. Um, Who's yours? Mine, I think it would have to be Will. I really liked Will. I just thought that he was, and and other other than that, I liked Brooke a lot too. I I liked Brooke Brooke a lot. I thought she was a really good, like other half. Best supporting character. Yes, yes. She was a, a really good other half to Harley. Like Brooke, you could tell she had some issues and she, you know, had some, had some feeling like some, I don't know, some bad things had happened to her, obviously, but she was obviously raised by a not a criminal. And like, she just had these, these aspects that I think Harley wanted to strive to be like her a little bit. You know what I mean? Even though she wanted to punch her in her nose for her childhood. Yeah. They didn't like each other at first. They weren't friends. Which is interesting because there's definitely, I mean, not so much as that but i definitely have people that i didn't like at all in high school that you know i went to my 20-year reunion and i had these conversations with these people and i'm like i didn't talk to you ever and i thought i thought quote unquote i didn't like you but i really had no reason to not like you other than you just weren't in my circle of friends right exactly yeah i I don't know about you it's you know like going on a little bit of a tangent here but i'm starting to see those kinds of things with especially because i have a daughter and I'm seeing those little things that I remember from my school days. And I'm like, you know, trying to impart the wisdom that that doesn't matter in the long run of things. Yeah, but you, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear it. Wants to and hear when it. you're a kid and when you're that young, it's the end of the world. It is. And that's all you – I mean, if in the grand scheme of your life at that point in time – somebody's rude to you for a solid month yeah that's a big percentage of your life it's and it's a big deal for for that age because you know i mean right now you and i are grown-ups and we go to work and you know i watch a lot of disney movies (laughs) (laughs) speaking okay just one quick thing did you see encanto yes it's so good isn't it it? we just sophie and i just watched it yesterday and i loved it i loved it i cried a few times but it's, it's a great movie anyway um yeah, I mean, looking back on all of that stuff, you're just like, I'm an adult now, so I know that that stuff wasn't important. But when you're watching your kid go through it, it's crushing. Yes. And you're like, I can remember this feeling. And even though I'm trying to explain to you that it doesn't matter, it, it does, does to you matter right to now. you in this moment. And me telling you that it doesn't matter is yes. not helping It's not helping. It's not helping. So it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to go through like and and again I'm going to reiterate the fact that like, you know, it's tough. It's tougher. I told I told my husband this too. Um she's a girl and it's going to be a lot harder harder for her. I Is that have anything to do with the fact that she's tiny? <laughs> she's no. <laughs> we got there's a little bit of birthday birthday party drama happening. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you come on, we all went yeah. through this stuff. Yeah. So, it's tough, but Hopefully she won't turn up. good. She's got her prank figured out. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She went on <laughs> a long-winded so prank situation <laughs> so here. So cute. She's such a nut. Um, anyway, Katie, I don't know. Do we have anything else that we need to discuss about the book in particular? Or uh, I think I'm good. I'm just, I'm really happy that you liked it as much I as did. I did. I really did. Because I, I was nervous because it's the first one that I recommended yep. that you hadn't read. And I'm really looking forward to another one that neither one of us has read. Yes. Which I think is going to be Push, right? The Push, yeah. Right after Harry Potter? Right after our Harry Potter episode. Okay. I think that's the next I'm ex- episode. I'm excited to have another one that we haven't read because I think the only one that we haven't both read was House in Cerulean Sea, which we already recorded not yet to so be released. we've but... recorded it 
but actually I think that's the one that comes right after the Harry Potter episode and then is the push. Then push. Okay. Yes. But that was after we already had a discussion at book Correct. club. So like yes. th- we need a book that neither one of us has read that we're both going to read and both have our reactions, have our reactions exactly. at the same time. Yes. And yeah. I'm excited for that. I think like, I mean, obviously you and I know that like our, our, our feelings about books are typically pretty pretty similar yes but like you know we're able to have like i I love that we can have different conversations about them and you know and and we just we just recorded a screen episode for you guys and katie and i disagreed a little bit on on some stuff and it's kind of somebody loved it and somebody not as much you'll you'll see you'll find out but um you actually probably have already heard it probably yeah yeah actually (laughs) yeah that makes more sense god alcohol man Um, at any rate, uh, I, re- I did really enjoy it, Katie. Thank you for bringing this one in. It's definitely something I probably wouldn't have picked up otherwise. I never would have picked this up. So thank you, Debbie. Yeah. Thanks, Debbie. I don't know you, but you got my mom's name. So She's that's cool. cool. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it for our story por- portion. The epilogue. All right. Um, so next episode, we will be having a as short as we possibly can do it under just six hours discussion of the Harry Potter series. Yes. And I don't know. Did we decide whether or not we're just going to go book all book? Are we going to like throw movie stuff in there too? Like, I I don't know how you like, I don't know how you divorce them. I can't because they're in my head. Like I can't, I I cannot talk about Harry Potter without picturing Daniel Radcliffe. So it's, so we are there, there will definitely be some movie talk in there but like main points are going to be about the books in particular and um i mean honestly they're not they're not it's not like they're super different it's obviously just like the the things that like the movies that left out fit, then. yeah yeah um so yeah we're gonna be uh talking as deep as we can without going crazy overboard on harry potter um that's by J.K. Rowling, just yes, in case just you're in not case, sure. Just in case you don't know, living under a rock for the past 20 years or whatever. Um, we would love if you guys would send us some questions. Um, you know, you can hit me and Katie up on on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we have Instagram. The the podcast has an Instagram and Twitter at also, which is at to be read pod. Um, if I have to spell it out for you, I guess I will again, because I feel like I've done this like a million times, but it's T-W-O-B-E-R-E-A-D-P-O-D. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Katie, are we going to be having a cocktail? We will. With our Harry Potter. Cocktail teaser. <laughs> clink, clink. Ah. <laughs> uh, we're having slight disagreements as to what the Harry Potter cocktail will be, so we're going to have to follow follow us on our social medias to yes. figure out which one we decide on. Yes. So we're... that you can make the cocktail and drink with us. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm totally leaning towards butterbeer, but... And I've had butterbeer in the park, and I'm not a fan, so... But it wasn't alcoholic, Katie. Uh, true. Yes. Still going to have cream soda in it, which is... Little... True that. Okay. So I totally maybe we'll just you. have to have two different cocktails for that one. There's seven books. We should have seven cocktails. That is a dangerous... That is dangerous seeing as what ha- what just happened in this episode. We could <laughs> share seven cocktails and then it'd only be like okay. three and a half. Okay. So we just line them right up here on the on the table in my closet and we just... Try not to spill almost them. Almost like little shooters or yeah. something. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to have to flesh this out a little That's bit That's going to be a real pain in the ass to make all those things. That's all I'm saying. And if you guys have been following along on our social media, we you're like seeing... We like to pick drinks that don't have ingredients that are in existence to yes, be purchased. Yes. It's really difficult. It's not It's not easy making cocktails that you've never made before. And um, I'm not a bartender, but... You play one very well. We're making do. We're making do. 
Um, so like I mentioned before, we have our social media. Follow us there. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Um, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know if you're enjoying our conversation. We hope you are because, you know, Katie Otherwise and I listen. it's just us. Well, and Katie and I listen <laughs> back and we kind of love it. So, I mean. We do. Yeah. Um, other than that, I I don't really have anything else to say, Katie. Other oh. than. Uh, Join us next time when we hope to make your to be red pile one book shorter. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrow. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to To Be Read. Shit. Yeah, you did it again. You did it again. (laughs)